It's now time for Let's Talk with Smitty on WSBS and on the free WSBS app. Good morning, everybody. This is Smitty. That means it's Monday, a beautiful Monday morning in the Berkshires, and uh, welcome to another edition of Let's Talk with Smitty. Got a great show today. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, a young man from, we call it Midwest, you know, <laughs> Springfield, Massachusetts, running for governor's council, uh, Michael Fenton. Welcome aboard, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Smitty. Live and in person. This is, this is so cool because we've been dealing with this COVID for the last two years. We've had to do things remotely, but it's like, nice to have you in a studio and spending some time in the Berkshires. It is great to be in a studio, to see people, to be in Berkshire mm-hmm. County. Thank you for having me. Well, great to have you here. T- tell our listeners tell, tell our listeners something a little about yourself. I mean, you grew up in, uh, I, I joke, Midwest, <laughs> Western Mass, but uh, you, you grew up in Springfield. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm born and raised in Springfield. Uh, I'm a practicing attorney, a shareholder at uh, Schatz, Schwartz, and Fenton. We're a regional law firm. Our primary office is in Springfield. Uh, we also have an office in Northampton. So uh, my law practice is transactional, uh, a lot of bank work, mergers and acquisitions, mm-hmm. corporate representation. Um, like I said, grew up in Springfield, one of five um, Irish, Italian, Catholic family went to uh, Providence College and uh, returned home to Springfield, got my JD and my MBA at Western New England, and uh, in the course, uh, started my public service and ran for city council at 22 years old. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that uh, for just about 13 years, and uh, I care very deeply about the region and my community. Um, It's the place that raised me and my family. Uh, It's where we've always been and where we will remain. And um, I uh, have started this new endeavor of running for governor's council for the 8th District. Uh, it's a very large geographic area, 96 cities and towns, uh, almost all of the four western counties, uh, Berkshire, Hampshire, Franklin, Hamden, and uh, a couple of towns in Worcester County. And uh, the position is one that is uh, widely misunderstood, if understood at all, uh, but one that's of critical importance to the region. Uh, and because of my background as an attorney, career in public service, and uh, commitment to fight for regional equity um, and democratic values, uh, I'm in the race and um, having a lot of fun doing it and uh, looking forward to the campaign. Now, now you mentioned the Providence Friars. They had a heck of a run on the NCAA, NCAA sweet, basketball sweet tournament. Sweet 16, first time since Rick Pitino. Well, but now I know the connection with you and Julia Murphy, my chief of staff. She's a friar as well, so this is very exciting. But, you know, you've been on the city council in Springfield since '09. Was there one thing that drew you to public service, or was it just something you always wanted to do, or was, or was there an issue? Sometimes I talk to a lot of my colleagues and say, what brought you into wanting to run for office? It could have been a topic. It could have been a person. What was it for you that drew you to public service? That's a great question. I um, I wasn't one of these people that grew up and said, I want to be an elected official when I grow up. Um, that was never on the radar or a life goal. Um, I'm somebody who evaluates opportunities, um, sees the world as uh, a vast place of opportunities for growth and development in my career and in my community. And so Uh, What drew me to it was an opportunity. At the time, um, I was 22, just graduating from Providence College, deciding where to go to law school, and uh, my hometown was going through a reorganization of government, a charter change. And uh, for the first time in about 50 years, uh, there were going to be ward city councilors uh, in Springfield. Previously, for decades, it had been all at large. Um, Required a lot of fundraising, and you're elected in a big city, 160,000 people. It's 
pretty serious undertaking and and not one a, a 22 year old uh kid who's still wet behind the ears would be able to be able to take on successfully but at the time um with ward representation there was uh, a resurgence of neighborhood activism and neighborhood reps and so i threw my hat in the ring because uh i come from a neighborhood known as hungry hill in springfield and uh there's a long political lineage and heritage in that place and uh I care very deeply about that place specifically, Springfield, Western Massachusetts, and even more specifically, Hungry Hill. And so um, it represented a really unique opportunity for me at a young age to get involved, to advocate for my friends and family and neighbors who have been there for generations. And um, the people that I knew from elementary school and soccer fields and playgrounds, and it was just, it was invigorating to be able to go door to door and meet and speak to so many people that had had an impact on my life along the way. Mm. So that's what drew me to it at that moment. It wasn't something that I expected when I started it. Um, I would stay in for this long. Um, I thought I would I would do it for a term, maybe a couple, and uh, I would move on to the legal career I was aspiring to. I hadn't even I, I launched my campaign in May as I graduated from Providence College. I started law school in August. The mm. campaign was over uh, in November. Um, and so it was, it was a competitive race and there were eight candidates and, uh, looking back six terms later, um, I, I fell in love with community activism and, and politics and, and good government and progressive government along the way. We're here with, uh, Michael Fenton from Springfield. He's a candidate for governor's council and, and Michael, you know, governor's council is probably the least known <laughs> elected position in all of Massachusetts. We're a very political state, as you know, but. I love your draw to service to help your community. Why Governor's Council? W- what, what do you think are the biggest issues that the Governor's Council faces that will impact those of us in, in all of Western Mass? Yeah, so as, as I said, someone who hasn't uh, aspired during my lifetime to be a, a politician as my uh, career goal or an elected as my career goal, uh, Governor's Council fits squarely within my life and my priorities and my background. I, as an attorney, um, with a practice and experience and, and dealing with other attorneys in the region and the judiciary, uh, I know what's required uh, to be a jurist. And um, I have friends who are judges and friends who have become judges and gone through this process. And I know how important it is to have judges who have two, two things above all else, the right skill set and the right temperament to be an ambassador for the courthouse. Um, there's a reason that judges sit above the rest of the courtroom. There's a reason why there's a specific uh, dress and robe that, that comes along with being a, a jurist in the judiciary and the commonwealth. It's because they represent uh, law and order and the rule of law in this commonwealth. And, and to do that, you not only need the right expertise and background, you also need to have the right amount of compassion, understanding, and temperament to be an effective member of the judiciary. So one of the main roles of the governor's council uh, is confirming and uh, deliberating on appointments of the governor to the judiciary, to to all uh, judicial appointments. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that uh, I have a a unique perspective and skill set given my legal training and um, my my history in in government and community work uh, that I understand uh, the importance of these positions. And so for that reason, I'm drawn to it, and I think I can meaningfully contribute. Additionally, um, it, it, is a, it is an opportunity that allows me to continue uh, my legal career and the rest of my undertakings without this being um, 
a, a, a full-time uh, commitment Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, the job of a rep and a senator or a, a mayor. These are full-time positions that require, uh, and as you would know, Smitty, great sacrifice, great profess- mm-hmm. uh, personal and professional sacrifice uh, to take on these positions. And um, they have implications for your life and your career. And one of the unique things about Governor's Council is there is a tremendous time commitment that goes into it, but it allows and anticipates that this is a position that'll meet uh, once a week on Wednesday afternoons for confirmation hearings um, in Boston. And it's something that uh, I know I can uh, meet the obligations of and do in a way that doesn't cause me to um, change the trajectory of my my legal career and um, and my family. No, and no, so, the, the, the current uh, Governor's Council, Mary Hurley, is a dear friend of both of ours, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's done a fantastic job. And I had mentioned to you prior to the show starting that, uh, you know, Mary was a fierce advocate for Western Massachusetts. And I, I recall uh, getting phone calls from her saying, just letting you know, Smitty, we're, we're pushing this person forward for the Berkshires or whatever. Um, I don't think we've seen a governor's counselor like Mary Hurley since Ed O'Brien. Mm. Um, and I'm dating myself way back from when I was a kid, and uh, he was a good friend of my dad's. But that level of advocacy for Western Mass, and I said the real Western Mass, you know, west of Worcester, <laughs> um, is so very important. So, you know, what do you feel are the, some of the biggest issues facing Western Mass? Because I, I, I look at the small parts of Berkshire County and the rural areas of Massachusetts are very different than the bigger cities. Having people on the bench be, have to be reflective of that demographic as well. How, do, how does that voice get into the governor's council? Well, first of all, big shoes to fill with uh, Judge Hurley leaving uh, the governor's council position. And the word you used, Smitty, was perfectly appropriate. Um, Mary is fierce. She is a force to be reckoned with. And uh, she uh, made that known in her time on the governor's council. She was a fierce advocate for Western Massachusetts. I'm thrilled to have her support and endorsement. And um, I'd like to continue that legacy of advocating for our region. As somebody who has represented an area of Springfield for the last uh, decade plus, I understand the regional inequities that exist and some of the things that Mary's been combating in her time on Governor's Council. And uh, I look forward to taking that same advocacy uh, to the Governor's Council on behalf of the 8th District, not just for Hamden County and Springfield, but for Berkshire County and for Franklin County and uh, for Hampshire County. These are regions of the state that uh, have been historically underserved by the executive branch. And and this position provides a unique opportunity and direct access to the governor's office in a way that is of extreme consequence to the region. Mm. Um, So having worked with local uh, legislators and uh, politicians and mayors and uh, everybody in between in county and town government and state government in Western Massachusetts for over a decade, um, I have the relationships and the understanding to know that these decisions um, can be more impactful for our region if we have somebody that's a fierce advocate, as Mary was, and I'd like to continue in that legacy. We're here with uh, Michael Fenton, a candidate for Governor's Council. Uh, there'll be a primary on uh, September 6th, I think it is, and then the uh, general election in, in, in the fall, uh, the November elections, as always. Um, you know, we, Governor's Council, maybe not the sexiest topic or the <laughs> sexiest uh, position to run for, but it's critically important. And how does a governor's counselor affect our day-to-day lives? And it's not—it's beyond judges. I mean, clerk, magistrates, the, uh, you know, some of the other positions that you have to screen these candidates. Explain to the voters what the governor's counselor's job actually entails and who it impacts. 
It's a great, so great question. So the governor's council uh, is a body that it functions as oversight over gubernatorial appointments. Uh, those primary functions involve confirmation proceedings for all the judges, clerk magistrates, as you said, uh, the parole board, certain decisions of the parole board in the governor's office, including pardons and commutations, the industrial accident board, um, the appellate tax board, and a few others. The one thing that most of these decisions have in common is that they're all oversights and checks on the executive. So uh, in the United States, and specifically in Massachusetts, birthplace of democracy in this country, uh, we believe strongly in checks and balances and balance of power. Uh, the Governor's Council, also known as the Executive Council, uh, is another manifestation of that. It's a check on the governor's ability to make lifetime appointments to some of these positions, most importantly, the bench. And uh, it's important that we are advocating for uh, judges who have the right experience and temperament, and also that we're doing it with an eye towards regional equity um, to make sure that, that courthouses in North Adams and Pittsfield and Great Barrington are, are staffed, that vacancies are filled, they're filled with competent jurists, and they're filled with competent jurists who have a pulse on what's going on in the community, that they're people from the area, people from Berkshire County. Um, criminal justice looks a lot different in Springfield than it does in North Adams, than it does in uh, Boston, than it does in Belmont or Melrose. Um, and you know, we have a very diverse state, and we have a very diverse region in Western Massachusetts, and to effectively serve it, we need jurists and appointees from the governor's office uh, who reflect that diversity in all senses, in terms of uh, race, in terms of gender, in terms of geography. And uh, as a member of the governor's council, I'd be a loud and vocal advocate uh, for that diversification of the judiciary. I, I think that's critically important. And I, I, and I look at your district, and uh, I have currently the largest legislative district in the House of Representatives, and it's 20 towns, and I look at your districts, oh my God, I shouldn't complain. <laughs> 96 communities over the four western counties, plus a couple of towns in Worcester County. People who are listening right now who want to learn more about you or maybe get involved in your campaign, where do they go for information, and how do you run a campaign for what you've described as a part-time job, which I know it won't be knowing you, <laughs> but how do you run for a job over 96 towns and kind of get people excited about this position? It's, it's a full-time job mm -hmm. uh, in terms of time commitment. It just allows me to be flexible and, and keep my career. Um, you know, I, I have a website. It's uh, votemikefenton.com. Uh, Lawyers aren't the most creative people in the world sometimes <laughs> when it comes to naming. Uh, we've got a Facebook. It's uh, at M. Fenton SPFLD. And um, you can uh, get involved by signing up in either of those locations on our Facebook or on uh, our website. What I'm trying to do is uh, get as uh, far out into the district as I can. As you said, it's, it's a very large and vast district, 96 cities and towns. And uh, they all have different experiences, and they all have different needs. And uh, it's in a lot of ways, it's, it's a microcosm of the Commonwealth. Um, Springfield's the big city, but there's a lot of other smaller cities from Chicopee and Holyoke to Northampton, Amherst, uh, all the way out into the Berkshires, Franklin County, Greenfield, North Adams. And um, I'm trying to get out there and, and, and meet and show my commitment uh, to those folks in the same way that I know uh, we often have felt in the past forgotten by the eastern part of the state. I want to be a governor's council who's present, uh, who's at events in these areas, 
uh, and who's demonstrating a commitment um, to hearing people and to hearing what the issues are and to understanding uh, what they want in gubernatorial appointments and what they're looking for in terms of advocacy for the, from the governor's council. I, I, I've asked candidates that have run for other offices on this show that, you know, as you crisscross the state, but as you crisscross 96 towns, I'm glad you've highlighted the differences, but I'm sure there's some common themes, too. What are you hearing along this uh, path from the Berkshires to almost Worcester County, uh, some of the issues that people are concerned about? Uh, and this, We're getting out of COVID, hopefully permanently, although the numbers are starting to creep up a little in many, many circles. But what does the judicial system look like post-COVID, and what are the areas of concern that you're seeing common themes for? So uh, I, in, in the post-COVID era, in the return to the workplace, there's an increased focus on infrastructure. Uh, how is the Commonwealth investing in our courthouses? Um, we've seen, I, I think a lot of people have seen, the controversies surrounding the conditions at the Hamden County Hall of Justice and the need for improvement there. Um, one thing that is uh, largely not publicized or understood is the amount of investment that the Commonwealth is making into Western Massachusetts courthouses generally. Um, in terms of uh, Commonwealth investment and the trial court, there are more leases in this area of the state west of 495 than any other area in terms of uh, courthouse investment. And that matters when it comes time for capital improvements. And, uh, it, and it is indicative, I think, overall, Smitty, of uh, the commitment of the trial court to the region. Uh, it demonstrates that if we're willing to have a courthouse that's leased in Westfield or in Belchertown or in Chicopee, uh, or a smattering of other locations across Western Massachusetts, and then you look at uh, you look at the data and the numbers, and you see what that looks like in Middlesex or Suffolk or Worcester County, and they're all Commonwealth-owned courthouses, uh, courthouses that the Commonwealth invests millions of dollars into maintaining and obtain uh, and and um, maintaining and upkeeping. Uh, it, it it speaks to the importance of this issue of regional equity that I that I want to continue to. Uh, continue to advocate for in my campaign. And um, and we need an effective advocate on the governor's council to continue to highlight those disparities. As you said, uh, for all of our differences as a region and as a, st as a commonwealth, we also have a lot of commonalities. Um, people are ready to get back to work. People are ready to get back seeing people, um, live radio shows <laughs> across the table from each other. Yep. And uh, I I'm also hearing that um, in terms of our uh, criminal justice system, uh, there's a desire uh, to see competent jurists who are on the bench with the right experience and the right temperament. And um, that is something that we all share an interest in. And uh, it speaks to that, uh, that concept I was referring to earlier as uh, being an ambassador for the Commonwealth, an ambassador uh, for the courthouse. And, and we need judges that, that live up to that role, who work in spaces that that honor the Commonwealth's commitment uh, to justice and the justice system. The other thing that's important, and I, and I hope you bring this to the, to the conversation, is you know, we, I love when you talk about regional equity because I think that's critically important. But, you know, for years, you know, if you look at the numbers in Great Barrington Court, the, the numbers are not in comparison to Pittsfield. So maybe they should close the court in Great Barrington. Well, absolutely not. So when we talk about regional equity, we need to talk about the regional infrastructure as well, because there's folks in my district who may have to go to the Great Barrington District Court for a speeding ticket. Mm -hmm. It could take them an hour and 15 minutes to drive to Pittsfield. It just doesn't seem fair. So I, and without a, a, in a county that doesn't have real good public transportation, 
having that regional courthouse is really very important. So I hope that we go, when we go forward, it's not based on the number of cases going through the door, the turnstiles, is based on where it's located and, and the easy access to people who are trying to be served. Absolutely. And I think the reality is that if you were to ask some of the executive stakeholders in Boston um, how many uh, regions there are to Berkshire County, very few of them would be able to point to north, middle, southern. Yeah. Registry of deeds, access to courthouse, access to public records. This is critically important. There's a reason uh, that it is organized in this way, and we need to continue to advocate for attention and funding for those resources um, to keep uh, the courthouses and the different uh, county elected officials in northern, middle, and southern Berkshire uh, alive and thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we've been here with uh, Michael Fenton, the candidate for governor's council. And one question I've asked every candidate, and it's, it's I've never wanted to be one of these gotcha questions, but um, the question I'm going to give you right now, if you could give yourself one piece of advice to your younger self, <laughs> what would it be? Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> to my younger self. I'm not sure how I would answer that myself, but I'm asking <laughs> you. <laughs> well, um, listen to Smitty Roots radio show a little bit more, that's for sure. I, I think, um, you know, as, as a young man, I grew up with a tremendous support system. And I, I spoke about that a little earlier. My, my friends, my neighborhood, my extensive family, immediate and extended. And um, I, was, I was the beneficiary of a community, uh, of a neighborhood that uh, helped to raise me and to give me opportunities uh, to succeed that I've tried in my lifetime to to take advantage of. And if I could give my younger self a little bit of advice, it would be um, first, I guess, to have a little bit more fun. Uh, you know, 22 years old and running for elected office was pretty young to get involved. I look back and um, there's been many doors that were open to me with that opportunity, including this one. Um, but maybe be a little bit less serious, have a little bit more fun and um, and also recognize the built-in advantages um, that I had uh, as a person who uh, looks a certain way, a person uh, whose name uh, sounds a certain way and comes from a certain place, and who is the beneficiary of an extended family and support group that really provided me with uh, tremendous privilege in my lifetime and um, to be just, as a young person, uh, more cognizant and aware of that. And um, I think that we as a country and a region could all do better at that. But personally, um, I think that uh, I would have, if I could give some advice to my younger self, it would to be uh, more self-aware of those issues um, growing up. Very well said. Uh, Michael Fenton, candidate for Governor's Council, give us your website one more time for anybody who's listening, wants to learn more about uh, his campaign and how you could help out if you want to do that. How do we get a hold of you? Thanks very much. So it's uh, Vote Mike Fenton. F-E-N-T-O-N dot com, or you can reach me by email at mfenton14 at gmail.com. Thanks very much, Smitty. Michael Fenton, thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Appreciate you. And Jesse, thanks for pushing all the right buttons, keeping us on the air. We'll be back next week with another great show. Until then, be well, be safe, have fun, be happy. Let's all be Berkshire.